Saturday, everyone. This is All-Star Panel number two, episode 164 of Shut Up and Grind with me, Robert B. Foster. So today we're going to be talking about how to prioritize yourself when everyone else needs you. Because too much, too often in life, we put ourselves on the back burner because that's what society tells us to do. When you have a family, if you're, if you're working or if you're a certain age, you should be doing this, you should be doing that. And myself plus six other people today are going to let you see that that's all a load of crap. And But we're just going to do it in a more motivational way. right? So first, I am in the process of writing a book. And chapter five of my book is actually prioritizing yourself without the guilt. And here is a, a little quote from it. It says, you weren't born to simply exist and then die. Each one of us were born with a unique skill set, with a unique perspective on life. And without interference from others, we would naturally become who we were meant to be. So in my opinion, the biggest things that hold people back is other people. <laughs> people get good ideas and then other people knock it down. People have good plans, big dreams, big hopes, and then other people knock them down, thinking that they're bringing them back to reality. So we don't want to bring people back to reality. We, we want to get people from what their goals are to actually realizing what, um, sorry, to realizing their goals. And to help me have this conversation, we have six amazing people. They were all guests on the show in the past. They all rocked well enough for me to invite them back to have this talk. So first up, we have the host of Groove with Portia. Here's Portia Booker. Now we have a lawyer, entrepreneur, and host of the More Than Corporate podcast. We have Amber. We have the menopause queen and international speaker, Carlika. We have this man went from an emotional knucklehead to the EQ gangster, his noble givens. And we have a chiropractor, entrepreneur, just an all-around amazing person. We have Dr. Luna Cook. And we have the epitome of what we're talking about today. He was at an event for his son, and he's still joining us. This is the entertainment guru, Mike Barker. Welcome, everyone. Hey. Hey. Glad to be here. Right. Hey. Glad to have you all take, taking, taking your time on this Saturday morning. So if everyone except for Portia can mute, mute yourselves, Portia's going to get us started. So Portia, when you think about prioritizing yourself, just let us know your thoughts on it and how you go about making yourself a priority. So first of all, for one, Robert, thanks for inviting me on. I would say first things first, prioritizing yourself is is definitely saying me. I come first. Everybody else has to wait sometimes because you can't be your best self to anybody else. You're not your best self for you. So prioritizing yourself for me looks like this. Every single week, I have a Porsche day. It's, it's not, to most people, it's a Porsche day, but for me, it's my mental health day. It's my day for reflection. It's my day for planning. It's my day to say, okay, did I honor myself by getting enough water? Did I get enough sleep? Do I need a nap? Do I need to reflect? Because sometimes if you're a writer or a creative, you get mentally blocked sometimes. Like I call it the mental constipation. So I try to really, you know, take care of myself and really just tell everybody, you know what, the world has to wait because we're always in this constant go motion of, well, we got to get to the next thing here. We got to get to the next thing there. But sometimes you have to be still. You just have to be still. So prioritizing yourself for me is being still, taking care of me for a minute and really putting my needs first 
before everybody else. And I think sometimes as adults, when you're a caregiver, like I take care of my mom full time, it's exhausting, but it's rewarding. And we get that guilt of, oh, well, if they're coughing, if they're sick, oh, I have to go to them. I have to do this. But they wouldn't be here if it wasn't for me. So really, I have to take care of myself in order to be able to give myself fully to other people. So that's my definition of prioritizing yourself is being selfish enough for me. Love it. Great answer. Dr. Lona, you're up next. I loved all that. Thanks for having me as well. I'm excited and I'm learning already. Um, so I need a Porsche day, but I need a Lona day. Um, this, is a, this is such a topic for me right now. I've got a baby who may come in and out of this. We got a new kitten and um, my mom is also ill where I'm doing a lot with her. So I feel that squeeze of it's really easy to put your needs on the back burner. And so the thing I thought about was like, I, one thing I'm grateful for is I know what makes me feel alive and I don't always need a ton of time to do that. So for me, I try and look at like, okay, as a chiropractor, we look at the whole self. So the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects of ourself. And maybe I'm running low on one of those things. And I know that that's the thing I need to carve out in my schedule today. So I know like for me, running takes care of a lot of those things. Cause when I'm running ideas drop in that type of thing. So that's like a non-negotiable in my schedule. And I, I think knowing what those things are that help you feel energized and alive and then making them non-negotiable um, that doesn't mean you can't be flexible with it. I might only get a 15 minute run in, but it's just so huge to like Portia said, taking care of all the other things that rely on you. If you're depleted, it's, it's just not going to happen and it's not going to be your best self, which means it, you know, ripples off to everyone else then too. So that would be my definition is knowing yourself and what you need first. And if you don't know what that is, go back to the things that you feel energized when you do them. Absolutely. Love that as well. All right, Mike, you're up. Uh, thanks for having me, Rob. And I completely agree with Lona. You know, that's why I wake up early. I get a workout in as many days as I can because a lot of prioritizing my day comes from when I'm working out. And the best ideas come from working out and it just distresses you as well. You know, but I'm also thinking about my week. You know, what am I going to do on Sunday? What am I doing on Monday? And I think prioritizing really helps and not being afraid to ask for help. You know, and I, I agree with Portia. Like, Portia may have one week out of the day that's hers. Every portion of the day at some point is mine, whether it's an hour or it's 30 minutes or it's two hours because I'm no help to my son or my mother if I can't get myself together. I'm a single father. My ex-wife does not help me with my son. She lives in Texas. My mother, yes, yeah, she helps me, but she didn't birth my son, you know? So that's not her priority, you know? And so I have to make sure that I'm on point. If I'm not on point, I can't be on point for my son. So having a schedule, prioritizing, having no problem asking for help as well, because sometimes, you know, as adults, we just feel shame to ask someone for help. But, you know, we all need help at some point, you know? But if you're constantly needing help, then it comes to, okay, well, you may need to take some things off your plate, you know? Um, so I think just prioritizing really, really make the difference. Absolutely. Agreed. All right. Up next, we have Carlika. All right. So prioritizing your whole life, right? What does that look like for a woman who over here sitting having a hot flash, y'all? So if I sit down, pass out and do something, look, I start fanning. If I get butt naked, don't y'all be mad, okay? You're going to see all this little roll too. 
Go ahead and get me kicked off of Facebook. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's how, look, that's how Hot Flash feels. So if you out there and you understand that, then you understand what your girl be over here going through. So when I think of prioritizing, right, we have all these amazing responsibilities, right? You see how I said amazing responsibilities that we have. And I don't think we've been taught that, you know what, I'm responsible for how I respond. So when I say no, I mean, no, you can't pressure me. Um, If I need to take a nap, I'm going to take a nap. Um, I don't care about these phone calls. I'm Everything's on silence, right? So I'm putting putting everything on pause just for myself. So everything that's been said before, I'm with Mike every day, right? With this new move of self, self-care, self right? I think people have a misconception of what self-care is. People think it's going to the hairdresser. That's not self-care. Getting your nails, pedicures, that's maintenance, okay? For all my ladies out there, that is maintenance. That's what we do. That's a part of life. That is a whole bill. That's a whole situation going on, right? But that's not self-care for me. So if I need to take a nap, if I need to meditate, if I just need to shut everything down, I mean, put everyone out, it don't matter. Go outside, go to the store. Hey, go pick your siblings up. Y'all go somewhere. Here's some money. Get out so I can just take a breather. And you have to do that, right? And so for me, prioritizing is saying, I, I say it's Jesus and then it's me. So to all the believers out there, don't throw the Bible or your shoes at me. But it is him. And then it, I'm right. Like, I'm, I'm his girl like I'm right under him like he's like girl you got this and I'm like yep that's why I'm taking a nap that's why I'm taking a break and so with all the responsibilities it's just saying no and not feeling guilty saying no a lot of times we feel guilty for saying no well I think I can do no I can't do it I won't do it I'm not capable right now and even if you're at work or anything taking the time just to walk away. So that's prioritizing for me. Don't worry, y'all. I'm not going to get naked. Okay, I'll take the camera off. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Carlika. That, that, see, that's the Carlika I know. She was all quiet backstage, but that's the Carlika I know right there. <laughs> all right, Amber, you're up. Um. Oh my gosh, there's so much amazing stuff that's been said already. Um. And prioritizing yourself, it's so important. I work a ton with professionals. You guys heard that I'm an attorney. And there's this thing in our field um, called compassion fatigue. And it really goes through so many different areas where you feel like you have to take on the problems of everyone around you. I'm not a parent. I don't know what it's like to be a parent. I can imagine that that idea of feeling like you have to carry the responsibilities and the the care and the the health and welfare of your children like that goes into it as well so whether it's professional whether it's personal like we all carry these responsibilities and then we're good at it because we failure is not an option right so then we're good at it and then people expect it from us and then those days that we have an off day they're like well what the hell's wrong with amber today right like why why is she on her off day and really we just need to recharge our damn batteries so for me like self care it took a long time and a ton of panic attacks for me to understand that i needed to step back and allow myself to take the time that I needed. Um, I love, I think it was Carlika, was it you that just said that self-care is um, not what it looks like. Self-care is whatever you need it to be. Whatever you need in that moment is self-care and self-prioritization. And one of my absolute favorite sayings is actually written on my mirror 
because I write on my mirror like a college student, I never grew up, um, is be selfish so you can be selfless. Like I can't give anything to anyone unless I'm selfish. So get rid of that idea that selfishness is bad. Take that power back for yourself. Give yourself the time that you need. Um, how many times do we see that somebody doesn't take the self-care that they need, the time that they need. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, my life sucks. Must be my job. Let me split and go do something else. And then they're in this job and they're miserable. And they're like, well, it wasn't my job. Must be my spouse. Let's get rid of that one. Let's get a cat. Lona brought props. Um, we'll get a cat. Like we're, we're going to move on with our, oh wait, that wasn't it. Maybe I just need a new city. Right? So we watch people go through all these areas of their life and they follow themselves everywhere they go. And we end up realizing, man, we're the problem. And I just needed to take some time to breathe. Awesome. Great words. Noble. What's up? It's so <laughs> great to see you guys, man. Hey, I am digging this like a shovel, y'all. This is absolutely bad to the bone, man. I am picking up some skinny from you. I'm busy taking notes, man. This is great. Okay, so thank you all. So Proverbs 27, 17, as iron sharpens iron, so you all sharpen Big Poppy. So thank you very much. Loving this. Digging it like Big Poppy loves tacos. So, all right, so check this out. Here's some thoughts. So number one, it's like the whole oxygen mask on the airplane deal, right? You got to put the oxygen mask on yourself because if you don't, you're busy helping out your fam, your 18 kids. If you're a homeschool family, um, then you're 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 done. You're thu through, right? Because you're going to be passed out because there's no oxygen, right? So everybody loses when you lose. So it's 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 you got to put the oxygen mask on yourself. Number two, an interesting thought is check out a list of consequences of you not taking care of yourself. Like so far, how's that been working for you? And as somebody who has who waved as the as the the emotional intelligence clue bus drove by, and I just waved, and sometimes I'd flip it off because I'm like, dude, emotions and feelings—that's for the birds, right? Uh, so write down a list of consequences if you don't take care of yourself. And 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 I've got the T-shirt of, of living that life because again, I had no self-awareness, so I, I I wasn't aware of when I was feeling exhausted or because I was, I was an, a, a people pleaser addict, emotionally needy, emotionally codependent, all kind of named the emotional dysfunction, man. And I, I can teach you on all that stuff. Um, and so list of consequences. Next one, create a menu. Like I love, many of you had mentioned, but I think Dr. Lona specifically said, so here's the thing, write a, a menu. What energizes you? When energizes you? Where energizes you who energizes you make a list of each of those areas and and test it out oh man being around this person may kind of zaps my energy being around this person kind of gives me energy being in this location oh i get energy when i'm outside in the woods or when i'm playing or when i go to the gym like big mike whatever it is right find that that list of of, of each of those areas what when, what time of day energizes you what time of day zaps you right next one Increase your EQ, your emotional intelligence, your of your self awareness, so you can pay attention to you know what I'm saying to be able to even answer those questions I just got done doing. Next one is boundaries, y'all. Personal and professional boundaries. 
you got to start developing that. But again, I wasn't even able to because I was emotionally clueless. So you got to work on that self-awareness. Um, okay, here's a quick, easy one. Is It's called the Mood Meter app. For those of y'all that are emotionally clueless like me, Mood Meter app, I don't know who made it. It's 99 cents on the app store. It helps to start developing your emotional self-awareness. And then also to start growing your emotional self-awareness is, is, is start uh, listening to podcasts about emotional intelligence to start developing your emotional vocabulary to help increase your self-awareness so you can start making effective boundaries so you can start prioritizing yourself and figuring out what works for you. Thank you all. You guys rock like ZZ Top. All right. Well done, everyone. So that's that was the first wave. So now, see, I had Noble go last on purpose because I know I know what he's I know what all of you are all about. But because what you just said ties into what I what I'm gonna say. So we hear things about mindset all the time, and you can find you can find things on mindset absolutely everywhere. And I, I just want to take it a step further because mindset is easy. Oh, just change your mindset. You got to change how you talk to yourself. Like that's what's going to really drive your mindset. And I've said this on the show. I mean, this is what the 164th episode. I probably said it on half. It's we got to talk about your butt. Okay. We got to talk about, about your butt. B-U-T. Okay. Because what comes after that butt is what's going to resonate in your brain. And we'll use fitness as an example. I want to lose 20 pounds, but it's going to be hard. So psychologically, your subconscious mind is going to focus on whatever comes after that butt. So it's going to focus on that it's going to be hard. But if you flip it and you say it's going to be hard, but I'm going to lose 20 pounds, has a completely different ring to it. And now in your mind, you're focused on that thing that you want instead of the obstacles that are in your way. And the second part to that, and ho- hopefully I'm not stealing anyone's second part, because now we're going to get into the hows. Like the, how do you prioritize yourself each day? And when I work with people, I tell them, you got to eliminate the excuses before they arise. So if you're in a place that's it, that's in a high traffic area, then you have to leave early. Being late somewhere because of traffic is not an excuse. If you have kids, you got to get up an hour before they do. So you can get your day set up so that you can't say, oh, well, I was going to do this, but then the kid X, Y, Z, insert excuse with kids. And I'm like, Mike, I'm also a single parent and I have five of them. So excuses pop up constantly. So you have to get ahead of that curve and you have to put yourself in the best position to be as successful as you can each and every day. And that falls on you. So once you take the personal accountability and responsibility, then nothing is going to stop you from doing the things that you want to do and doing those things that light up your soul. So going into round number two, Portia. So give us give us some how-tos of the of exactly how do you prioritize yourself. So for me, Robert, you know, my day starts. I'm with the graveyard people. I'm up at 3 a.m. hands down every single day. And the first thing I do is I look over my calendar. Okay, what's in store for me today? Do I have kids to pick up? Do I have, you know, some paperwork to turn in? Okay, what's on the priority list for today that has to get done? So I'm up. First thing I do, I take my dog out for a walk. Then I come back in while I'm making my breakfast. I'm doing things on email while I'm, you know, really maximizing my time because my mom is going to get up soon. My brother's going to get up. So instead of them getting in my way and hindering my workflow, I got to beat them to the punch. Yes. So for me, every single day, I start with looking at my planner. 
I look at everything that has to get done today. And if it can't, then it can be pushed to the next day. But the, the importance is starting early. Like I've really had to train my brain to start early in the day. Like I just started getting up at 3 a.m. about three weeks ago. I used to get up at four. So then I pushed it back to three because I could see I could get more stuff done because the house is still. Then when I find myself waking up when it's a mental health day, when I haven't taken self-care time or boundaries, that whole thing, like what everybody was saying, I give myself my little pity party, my pity party of five minutes, five minutes of saying, okay, I feel terrible today. What else is going on? Then once that five minutes is up, okay, time to get back on the road, soldier. Let's get back into this flow of the day. So you have to give yourself that time too, is my personal opinion. You can't just ignore your emotions, kind of like what Noble said. You have to honor that. You have to acknowledge it. But to go back to your point, Robert, it's all about too changing the narrative. I think sometimes we're so conditioned to think one way and not see the parallel in our life. Like there can be two things at one time. Like, yes, you can lose weight. It may be a little challenging, but it's possible. I didn't think it was possible for me to drop 30 pounds this year until I said, okay, I'm going to try this diet, but it's going to be hard. I'm going to feel a little hungry, a little hangry, okay? But my hangriness is my driver. So using those, to me, those, I guess you can say negative connotations and using it as fuel. Because for me, I tell people this all the time, my breakdown, my mental health breakdown was my breakthrough to my true self. Awesome. Powerful, powerful. Yeah, the comments are blowing up over here. You guys, you guys are bringing the heat. Love it. All right, Dr. Lona, you're up. Ah, I love that. When you said, Portia, like your breakdown was your breakthrough, I think one thing that I've learned is your choice and how you tell your story is up to you. You know, you can give it any meaning that you want to give it, and it's going to be true by the nature that your mind creates your reality that you live in. So um, to me, choice is a huge part of changing your life, choosing how you tell your, tell your story differently, even if it's like, that was my truth. Yeah, but tell it differently. What, what meaning can it give to you now? Um, and then the currencies that we have, we have money, energy, and time. So, you know, if you're saying something is important to you, we'll look at how you're spending your excess currencies of time, energy, and money, and then make that actually fit your value system. Um, you know, I, I'd say one thing that I've realized the more successful I've become is, you know, let's say whatever amount you make in your career, are you doing tasks that you could pay someone less than what you make per hour to do those things for you? So for instance, are you cleaning your house, but you don't love cleaning your house, hire someone to clean your house, take that off your plate. Um, you know, things like that, that are, I think sometimes we just think we're supposed to be overworked all the time to be valuable. And that's not true. I've realized that the more help I get, the more valuable I am to other people. Yes. You really need people around you supporting you where it's a win-win situation because you're supporting them in the process too. Um, so asking for help, someone already brought that up. And then putting that structure in place. Again, the more structured I become, the more creative I actually can be. Um uh, and then, you know, a heaping, a like overfilling pot of grace for everyone in the mix, because like there has to be flexibility. So that would be where I'd end that. Awesome. Love it. I love that what you said, make it fit your value system. Because that's because that's huge. Because too many times we try to adjust, adjust our value system 
to fit what society wants us to be instead of just being who you were born to be. So I, I love that. Okay, up next, we got Mike. So, you know, I've been the kind of person that's always thought about the future way too much where it's kind of obsessive. So I'm, I know by Monday when I'm supposed to be doing Friday and I know in February what I'm supposed to be doing in April. And so that's kind of how I stay organized is, you know, okay, Thursday I have to be doing this. I need to be prepared for this. And Friday I need to be wearing this because I need to be here. And then I also make sure like Portia, I'm waking up early. I'm doing things early. I'm praying before I start anything, you know, and I'm also getting myself together in terms of showering and looking good because when you look good, you feel good. And when you feel good, you can do anything. You can conquer the world. That's how I feel, you know, but if you're walking around looking a mess, you're going to feel a mess sometimes. And, and if you're not starting your day off by, you know, giving grace and thanking your higher power, then you may not have that strength emotionally to get through your day, you know? And I think that's very important because yes, there are times where I'm stressed out and I'm going crazy, but having that emotional discipline is very important. And, you know, in your tw- when I was in my twenties, I knew nothing about emotional, di- emotional discipline. And I didn't even think about emotional discipline, but when you in your thirties, you got a kid, you can't be running around going crazy and being a mess and tearing the house up just because you're stressed out, you know, and the only way that you have emotional discipline is by creating peace in your life. And I know that creating peace in my life is going to my higher power, you know, and if you have all of that, then everything else is going to flow. And at the same time, I'm also inspired, you know, so I look at my friends who have three kids and take on several tasks. And I say, if they could do it, then I could do it. And I look at Jay-Z and Beyonce and Jen, and I say, they got the same 24 hours that I do. And if they can handle it, then I can handle it. And so all of that just allows me to be like, go, just do it, you know? Awesome. Thank you. I believe in, no, Kalika, Kalika, you're up. Okay, so that is amazing. But I'll say this, we know that one size does not fit all, right? It's like dealing with our bodies, even when it comes to, Rob, you started off with fitness, right? My husband, a personal trainer, I look, I ain't really about that life like that. So, <laughs> you know, I'm getting there, but that's, I, look, I'm open and honest. I ain't that disciplined when it comes to that working out stuff. Um, <laughs> look, look, that's just what it is. Look, I'm a walker. I'm not a runner. You know the song, she's a runner. She's a track star. <laughs> I'm not a track star, okay? That's not my calling on my life, but it's no one size fits all. So how do you prioritize? As for myself, if it's not on the calendar, it don't exist, right? If it's not written, it's not real. I'm just saying, it might be the menopause brain, brain fog. I don't know. But if it's not on the calendar with a couple of notifications, Look, it might get missed through the crack, but in prioritizing for me, Mike, you said you, I'm a planner too, right? I'm always thinking ahead, but you become so obsessed with that, that it sometimes takes away from the moments that you're right in. And so that's why I had to learn to say, you know what, let me backtrack some with even the planning. So for me, planning is for all those that work at night, like I still work. But I go in at 1 a.m. in the morning. So people want to call me at like noon. And I'm like, yeah, let me call you at three o'clock in the morning while I'm at work. And I know you're in a good sleep, probably. Think about it. So for me, going in at 1 a.m., I have my my schedule is rearranged, though I an entrepreneur as well. My day for entrepreneurship does not start till about noon because I'm coming in and I'm taking a nap. So I had to rearrange that because I was that person just short over a year and a half ago where I would come in from work and I would just get to going. 
go, 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 until I started having to stop by the gas station and take a nap not safe until I'm on 95 driving and you're literally in the far right lane and you wake up and you're in the left lane. Thankfully, no one was on the road, but that was a wake up moment for me to say, you know what? Love yourself to health and not to death. Even in the good things that we do, we can overdo it. That is killing us, killing, even though it's your purpose, it's still killing you mentally. It's killing you physically. It's killing you emotionally. And then you're not able to enjoy the moments, even with your children, even with your friends, even with your family, because we're always saying, go, 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 go. What's on the calendar? What do I have next? Let me plan for tomorrow. What do I have next week? What am I planning for 2022, right? Because 2021 is almost over. So we're, our mind is geared. And I say, it's good to be a planner, but then we have to create that balance, right? Disclaimer, I don't know that much about cars, but what I do know is that when a tire pressure light come on, I'm panicking. I'm like, oh my God, I'm about to get a flat tire. It said 30, what is it? 22. It said 15. What's going on with all these tires? But we can equate that to our life where we may have more pressure and air pressure in one area, and then we may be lacking in another one. So we have to build in all of, give yourself a little bit of grace. I love what Dr. Lona said, give yourself some grace, right? I know growing up, I was always hard on myself. So going into adulthood, I was still hard on myself. Like Carly could get yourself together. You know, we have, I told myself the other day, you abuse yourself, right? I ain't never been in a domestic violence situation, but with myself, abusing myself mentally because I've put so much pressure to achieve this goal, to do this, these time frames. I'm not saying don't have a schedule, right? Because we understand that you can end up procrastinating because you keep putting stuff off, but we put so much on ourselves to accomplish this goal. And by 40, I need to be doing this. And by 50, I should be well accomplished. And when it, at 30 and I found myself putting those same pressures on my kids, you better not get a B. What are you talking about? You better study. You better do this. And then I'm like, let me stop. They're doing what they're supposed to do. Let me chill out before I make them go crazy. So prioritizing is saying, you know what? Yes, have a plan. But if you need some grace, if you have to step away, if you have to restructure the plan, if you have to ask for help, like many of you all have said, which a lot of us don't like to do, right? Just because we've been trained that way. But it's, we, I think mentally, once again, tapping into the emotions, it's not a sign of weakness. It's saying, you know what? I can't get my time back. Right. So I won't waste my own time and I won't allow other people to waste my time. So if you have to outsource, if you need to delegate more for those of us who have older kids, delegate. Right. Give them some more responsibility. We want to run around doing everything. Then we mad and fuss and talk about I had to clean up and I had to cook and I had to go buy the groceries and put them up and do well, whose fault is that? <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> that was awesome. Well done. Well done. <laughs> All right, Amber, you're up. All right. Following that again, the energy, man, the energy <laughs> that she brings into this room is amazing. And I love it. Um, so kind of to highlight on some of the things that have been said, the calendaring thing, if it's not on my calendar, it doesn't happen. And one of the things that really shifted this for me was the last dance. If any of you have seen that, the Michael Jordan documentary, oh, yeah. um, and it talks about how structured he was. And I used to see calendaring as like, nobody's going to tell me what to do, right? I'm an adult. Nobody's going to tell me what I'm going to do, where I'm going to be. Like I can wing it. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I winged it for too long. So, um, 
he talked about, Michael Jordan talked about how everything from what he was going to eat and when he was going to eat and when he worked out and all of this stuff was um, all set. And they asked him why. And he said, because if I don't have to think about the things that don't matter, then I can think about the things that do. So let's put as much of the things in our life that could be routine into a routine so that when those things that come up that actually matter, we have the mental energy to be able to put towards those things. So that's number one is like embrace a calendar and make it a plan to deviate from when it needs to be deviated from, but make as much of a routine as possible. Um, my number two is let go of societal expectations of what your day, your life, your family, yes. your relationship, your business, whatever the hell it is should look like. Um, and let go of like my biggest frustration is when people are like always positive. I'm a positive person, but if you are always positive, you are running from your shit and that's not who I want to be around, right? This toxic positivity where you're around somebody and they're having a bad day and they're like, man, I can't even be around you because you're having a bad day, right? Like take the time to say, yeah, life sucks sometimes. And now what am I going to do about it? How am I still going to get my stuff done? Let me sit in this moment and acknowledge that like, I got to pay bills and, and maybe my family's not as healthy as I'd like them to be. And maybe my, you know, I didn't get this contract or whatever it is and own the fact that, yeah, it sucks. And then move on and be able to move on from there. Um, someone mentioned dogs. I start my day at the dog park every single day, two hours and everybody calls my dog spoiled. And I'm like, this is not for my dog. Like you guys do not want to be around me if I don't get to watch the sunrise at the dog park and be surrounded by like furry friends. So be able to own what you're doing. Um, last, last two things. Cause I know I'm running out of time. Um, Surround yourself with people that can change the way that you think about time and priorities. My coach has done that for me. I'm like, man, like I'm traveling, which means I need a day before and a day after, and then I'm going to need a vacation from my vacation. And then she sends me her schedule and she's in three different cities in two days. And I was like, okay, maybe I'm being a little dramatic, right? So let's look at how I can embrace time a little bit more. And then my last one and the biggest piece of advice I can give is any time you are out to do something and you get that internal feeling like something's not right, step back and ask yourself, what's the purpose of me wanting to do this thing in the first place? Who am I trying to please or what am I afraid of? What is causing this internal turmoil right now? Am I afraid to put myself out of my comfort zone? And if so, why am I afraid and how can I get over that? Am I doing something I don't want to do because somebody else wants me to do it? And if so, stay home. So that's that's kind of it. Awesome. Well done. I'm gonna have to start charging for these. You guys, you guys <laughs> are dropping some serious, serious knowledge. Like we can turn this into a whole program. Man, Noble, bring home round two. All right. This is awesome, y'all. This is amazing. I love this dude. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my, hey, for a learner, man, this is crack for me, y'all. I am getting the hit right now, man. This is amazing. I'm telling you, I love, I mean, I like the love learning is an understatement. Like, I like this is this is amazing. So, thank you all for sharing your wisdom and your insights. I'm blessed just to be a just to be a fly on the wall here. So, okay, so number one, what are your emotions and stories around prioritizing yourself? What are your emotions and stories around prioritizing yourself? 
Because if you don't dig into that, again, I've got the PhD on emotional dysfunction for 98% of my life. I tried, you know what? Let me tell you this. You know how many diets I've done? I've done at least 100 diets. Easy, easy. How come none of them were successful? Because I didn't understand my emotions and stories deep, deep, deep underneath all my diets. I've lost 50 pounds in the last eight, nine months. And it's not because it's not, well, I mean, yes, I was doing a diet, but people say, what diet were you on? I was on an emotional health and fitness diet is where I was on y'all, right? That is what enabled me to get physically healthy was getting emotionally healthy. Okay. So what are your emotions and stories? Number two, what are the origin stories of those emotions that you list in number one? The discovering the origin story is super powerful to begin the healing process of whatever that emotional injury came from. Number three, understanding that those emotions and stories that you currently have around taking care of yourself may have served you at one point in your life. And that's fine. That's okay that they served you at one point, but now they may not be serving you. So rewriting, so number three is rewriting, like I think Portia and Dr. Lona had mentioned, your narrative, rewriting those stories so that they're more productive uh, in, in serving you now than maybe what they are currently. Number four, list what you can control and what you can't control. So many of us are stressed out about stuff that we can't even control. So make a list of what is in our box, what's in our circle of responsibility, our you know circle of trust, right? Circle of responsibility. What's in that circle of responsibility that we can control and impact, and what's not? And you'll see, wow, crap! Ninety-five percent of the stuff that I was stressing about, I I can't do anything about. So what's you know what I'm saying? What's the deal, Holyfield, on that? Okay, number five. This is the EQ gangster menu right here of what of what uh, 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 recharges me is reading my Bible. I call it my spiritual uh, 240 Bravo. It's a big giant machine gun. So reading the Bible, number two, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I'm like the grandpa on the mats. You know what I'm saying? Old school jiu-jitsu guy. Oh, I'm not old school. I've been doing it for four years, but that's my therapy. Like for real, it's my therapy sleep. Y'all, if you don't get good sleep, you're going to be tore up from the floor up. Yep. You got to get your sleep dialed in, man, or you will be a soup sandwich, a chicken wire hand glider. Next one. The mood meter app, check that out. Figure out again, all except before what energized you and stuff like that. Listen, counseling and coaching, y'all. I'm an executive coach. I've been coaching people for years. If LeBron James and Tom Brady and Russell Wilson spend $1 million on taking care of themselves, why aren't we doing the same thing? So who do you have in your life that is sharper than you? I love that Amber's got a coach, y'all. We all need coaches. We all need people that are helping us take us to the next level. Uh, that's where I'll stop. Thank you all. Awesome. Well done. Well done. So for my part, we all we all have people in our lives. We all have, have a circle. And those of us who are coaches, we have an expanded circle. And there are people outside of that circle that need you and your gifts. Okay, so let me say that again. There are people that outside of your current circle that need you in your gifts. So all of us bring something unique to the table, but we all have different deliveries. We all have different experiences and we're going to get through to people differently. There were probably people who have turned on my podcast and been like, I can't listen to that guy. 
And there's other people that, that turn on and be like, that's exactly what I needed to hear. But you have to be able to be vulnerable and put yourself out there and don't worry about the haters. There's going to be haters. I get ignorant comments on some of my the videos I put out. And you know what? I delete them and I move on. And I focus on the ones that want to hear what I say the way that I say it. So someone, a couple of you mentioned about storytelling. Storytelling is absolutely everything. Usually when I have less people on the top of the screen, it says your true power lies in your story. But it's not about what happened to you. It's how you got through it. It's not about the setbacks. It's about the comeback. And that's how you're going to impact other people. That's how you're going to change other people's lives. And that's how you're going to heal yourself. No matter what it is you may have gone through, a bad divorce, a bad injury, losing a loved one. It doesn't matter what it is that you went through. There's teachable moments in there. Okay? I watched my father pass away two years ago. And yeah, that was the absolute worst thing. But you know what? I had that man for 45 years. There are people who never met their father. So when you look at that from an attitude of gratitude, now I can speak about that without breaking down because it's not about me. It's about something much, much bigger than myself. I had a mentor. I had someone to teach me how to be a man. I had someone who was the original shut up and grind person because I never watched that man quit ever. No matter what it was he wanted to do, he got it done. And he hit every roadblock imaginable and he got it done. And he taught us exactly the same. So what I want you guys to bring out in this round three is words of advice for the people listening. If they're stuck in some kind of rut or if they're having trouble seeing that they have to be the best version of themselves, what word, words of advice would you give to them? All right. So Portia, set it off. I always love these because this is my final question on my show every time is what <laughs> either words of advice or what words of hope can you leave with somebody? I would say for my for my fans, people who are tuning in, for one, thank yourself for all the things you have overcome, because that's what helped me when I was struggling really bad. I had to take a minute to observe all the things that over that I overcame that tried to break me, that tried to take me down. I mean, like I said, my breakdown was my breakthrough. And it took me years to own that because for the longest time, I was ashamed to openly say that I struggled with my mental health. As we all know, mental health is taboo. Whatever cultural background or anything, mental health is taboo. And I use that as my story to help other people because I know we've all struggled at one point. We've all suffered from anxiety, depression, anything. But it's all about your perspective. I always tell people it's your perspective is what gets you through. So my best advice, be open. Any moment of adversity in your life is an opportunity, hands down. Love it. All right. Who's second? Lona, Dr. Lona. Awesome. Okay. There's so many things I want to go into here. And and hopefully this will hit. So as I've learned more about healing and well-being, the more I'm aware that our energy is everything. So our, you know, this is how chiropractic led me into a lot of this, but our nervous system, our spinal cord is like the energy conduit of our being, but there's more to us than our physical body. And so our energy, you know, if you get into more of like Eastern philosophy, like they talk about auras and that your energy field is larger than you. So someone who's down in lower states of emotion, like grief, shame, even anger, anger has a lot more energy to it than grief or shame. And so 
you know, your state that you operate in is not wrong. However, it is the lens that you see the entire world and it's the lens that you create your reality through. So one of the most profound things I've learned, which is why this whole conversation is so meaningful, is if you can change your state, meaning if you can change your energy, your grid that you're broadcasting, we're all like walking tuning forks, essentially, everything in your life can change, but it has to start with changing you. Your energy must shift in order to get a different result. So that's challenging to someone that doesn't want responsibility, but it's also life-saving from someone who's like, I'm done living this way. I am willing to take responsibility. So if you've been in some place where your, your dominant state has been grief or shame, which is a really difficult place to live in, anger is actually an improvement. There's far more energy in anger than there is down in grief or shame. However, it's still a contracted state. So if we can get ourselves to a place where even just feeling neutral on something, that's, that's immense healing because you're no longer in this contracted place. So if this speaks to you, the stuff I'm talking about with energy, a book I would recommend is, D, is David Hawkins, Power Versus Force. That book changed my life because it helped me see that what I experience as my reality is not what someone else maybe has as reality in the same exact situation that, you know, we're going to have different lenses through which we see the world. And if I really want to live my most empowered life, I'm going to need to figure out how to get myself where my dominant states in these more expanded places of love, unity, peace. Um, and when I feel pulled or when um, Portia said, you know, when you have something happens that's challenging you, that's an opportunity. Because if you can get your state right through that, you're going to learn, you're going to change, you're going to shed some of these limitations that I think that's the whole point of being alive is that we're shedding things that have kept us in contracted states to open up and really see how we're all part of this like human tapestry together. Awesome. Good stuff. Good stuff. And there's a comment for Dr. Lona. All right, so Mike, you are up next. Oh, that's awesome. Um, you know, my word of advice, it, it depends on whatever the person is going through at that moment, you know? So if you got haters, then that means you're on point. You know what I mean? Ain't nobody hating on nobody that ain't making no difference in the world. Let's be 100. So make your, your haters should make you smile because you know that you're doing something right, you know? If you're stressed out and you're going through stuff, it's okay to cry. If you don't know what to turn to, you know, in terms of, you know, you need some help financially, whatever it may be, prayer works, you know. If you are nagging, you complaining about the small things, but you're stressed out, ain't nobody got time for that. That's my thing about it. I take that from sweet, but ain't nobody got time for that. I'm wasting my time nagging and complaining. I could be taking that same amount of time making a difference in my life and handling the tasks that I need to handle at that moment, you know. And, you know, it's okay. I forgot who said it on here, but it's okay to say no. I'm an only child, so I was naturally born selfish. You know, I hate to say this, okay? <laughs> but I'm going to just keep it 100, you know what I mean? And I'm going to say no if I don't feel right with it, if I ain't got time for it, if I don't feel comfortable with it. You know what I mean? It is what it is, whether it's to my mother or whether it's to my son. I'm going to say no nicely, but I'm going to say no, okay? Yeah. And then on top of that, you know, you really have to think about the people that are around you. I had a toxic ex. And I was constantly catering to that ex. And I was constantly taking all the words that they were saying and putting it in my mind. And I just realized they are negative. So you have to think about the people that you have around you, you know. And so I made a rule for myself. I had to be around people on the same level as me, a le same level as me, if not better. 
because I need to be inspired and I can't be around people who just are not the same level as me. I'm not talking about financially or your education level or your, or your, you know, career level, but just emotional level. You know what I mean? Because a homeless person can have better energy than a PhD. Let's be 100. You know what I mean? I'd probably be around a homeless person with better energy than a PhD that's always stressing me out, you know? So you have to think about that as well. Yeah, see, and I just want to share quick before Carlika goes. So on my episode with, with Mike, so you, you guys have all been on podcasts before. And you, you know the typical send talking points or, you know, sample interview questions. And you all know I don't use those. And in my conversation with Mike, came, you know, was, he just brought up his, his ex and he's single single parent. And so am I. And we both had similar paths. And had had we not opened up to each other, we would have never known. So like once the show was over, we spoke for like what, almost another hour after the show, just, just swapping those stories and I let her know. See, so now, you know, you have an ally. So if you're ever stuck, you know, you have someone to talk to that's in that same situation. And my older two kids, their mom isn't in their life and they really, they really haven't been, I mean, she, she really hasn't been, you know, so you'll be surprised just by opening up and being vulnerable who you can help or who you can align with. Cause like I said, we, we can now help each other through this. All right, Carlika, you're up. Look, Mike, I know he was talking your head off. You can be, you can be 100 with that. I know it was all Rob talking. I'm just... <laughs> so I just spit out my water. <laughs> look, go ahead and wipe your mouth. Go ahead, go ahead. So, so I would say number one, clarity, right? Clarity on what's going to work for you. I'll tell anyone, everyone does not run their household the same. We might use some of the same things, such as electricity. We may have go to some of the same grocery stores. We all have to eat, but how we eat, how we cook, you under a new roof. And so learning what works in your household. Someone said it earlier, get rid of what the pressures, I think it was um, Amber, of what society tries to place on you, right? Some people are still walking around with the labels and lies that society, their parents, teachers, and everyone has put on them. So go ahead and release it. Go ahead and remove it. And then once you have clarity, you're better able to communicate. So I'm a huge communicator. You don't have to guess where I'm coming from. You don't have to pretend you're a psychic because I'm going to just let you know. I'm with you, Mike. If I say no, I mean no. I'm not backing down. It it is what it is, right? I'm going on about my day. It's not even an afterthought, right? You can't come back later and say, well, did I said, no, you, you didn't get the memo. You didn't understand. That was a complete sentence. No, with an explanation, explanation, explanation. And so clarity, communication, your community, Dr. Lona was saying it, um, Noble was saying it earlier, iron sharpens iron. So your community, a lot of us are in the wrong communities. We're hanging around the wrong people, not because of what they have, but what can they bring to the table and what can you offer where it's a win-win situation, right? How many of us are still, I released all of the um dead relationships and things that were not ser- anything that's not serving me well I let it go and it's just like okay on to the next and so clarity communication community and then of course consistency right we talked about routines we talked about structure we talked about how can you prioritize the only way that you can start is now starting today if you're waiting on 2022 you're already behind the curve right you may not have accomplished some things in 2021 but we do want to just encourage you to say don't give up don't give in your failure is just a lesson right i used to have a fear of failing 
right? That's why I put all the pressures on myself because I was afraid to fail. Not because I didn't think I was capable, but what other people was going to say or think if I failed. Oh my God, she must be crazy. She must be stupid. She must be this. So you put all these pressures, let go of the pressures, be authentically and transparently who you are. And you don't have to be a people pleaser at all because guess what? Someone's not going to like you. Someone's not going to like this show today. Go ahead and click yourself off. We didn't invite you to join. It's all right. right? It may not be for you, but for those who it's for, we hope that this was very enlightening for you. We hope you took away some nuggets to say, you know what? I might need to just restructure some things and have clarity, communication. I might need to go change my community starting today, right? Go ahead and start deleting people off your Facebook. Um, <laughs> I'm all into the delete game. I'm just saying delete, delete. And I do it this way, y'all. I say, hey, who don't need to be connected anymore? Who don't want to be connected? Go ahead and delete yourself because it just makes it easier so I don't have to go through it. But clarity, communication, and definitely community and consistency. So thank you, Rob. My pleasure. Thank you for that. That was awesome. Amber. All right. So I love this part again, because you mentioned it in the very beginning where there's so much out there about mindset and about what we should be doing. Like one of the most frustrating things when I was trying to figure out how to love myself was you can't love anybody else till you love yourself. Sweet. How the, how do I do it? How? <laughs> Tell me how, right? I know everybody says you need to love yourself. How do I do it, right? So you need to prioritize yourself. Great. How, right? So I love this question. And the the biggest thing that I can say is choice is a powerful thing and suffering is always optional. Like you decide love how it. you feel. Things are only hard if you say they are. So sorry to call you out, Rob. But when you were talking about but earlier and you're like, I know losing weight's going to be hard. No, it's not. It's going to be a choice, right? Yeah. You choose to do it or you choose not to do it. And it's only hard if you make it hard. And if you're making it hard, then there's something that's not in alignment with you. And that's either the external society pressures or the internal choices that this isn't really what you want. So you get to decide what you really want. Now, how do you do that? Number one, I know that my head's covering it right now, but if you can see behind me, I have a sign that says I'm too worried about my own grass to wonder whether yours is greener. Quit comparing yourself to other people. Focus on what you want to have and then make it happen. I mentioned surrounding yourself with people. My life changed when I was forced by the universe because I wouldn't listen to or deal with my problems to um, take some time to go to therapy, anxiety, panic stopped me from being able to go to work. I needed something that was not in my life ever before. And that turned out to be fitness and it turned out to be obstacle course racing. And it turned out to be a 24 hour obstacle course race after running 20 obstacle course races in a year. And Every single one of those races, we heard the same thing at the start line. And it was, when was the last time you did something for the first time? So my challenge to everyone is every single day, do something that you have never done before. Meet somebody that you've never met before. Surround yourself with somebody who can show you a way of life that you never knew existed before, because the more examples that you have of what life could look like, the more you get to pick from those examples to design the life that you want to live. And then it is on you to get out of your comfort zone to go have the courage to live that. Awesome. Powerful stuff there. You dropped all kinds of nuggets on that one. Well done. 
right, we are at Noble. Okay, y'all. This has got to be the dopest panel I have ever been on, man. You guys are flyer than flypaper, man. This is incredible. <laughs> I am absolutely is. loving this, man. I'm telling you. Okay, so uh, number one, begin a consistent emotional fitness program. Just like we all know, a, a, a spiritual fitness program, physical fitness program is important. An emotional fitness program is as important as any other aspect. Number two, self-awareness exercise. List what you are thankful and grateful for. I love what Amber said, you know, the, 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 the stuff that she's doing, the, the do something new that you haven't done before. Love that concept. So it, something I would add to your emotional fitness program is take time every day and, and challenge yourself. One minute, one minute. What are the things I'm thankful for in one minute? And it could be eyebrows. Y'all, I saw somebody in an airplane with no eyebrows, and I was like, what in the world am I looking at right now? <laughs> so I'm like, man, thank God that I've got eyebrows, right? And, and, and I empathize because they were probably going through cancer treatment, so I caught myself like, snap, you know what I'm saying? Check yourself before you wreck yourself. So, But write down what you're thankful for. Number three, self-awareness exercise. List your strengths, talents, and superpowers. And stick them up in front of you. Put them on the refrigerator. Put them up on your in your office. What you see, you give strength to. What you see, you give strength to. List your strengths, superpowers. Number four, go aped. It's a, a thing I talk about a lot on podcasts and stuff like that. Acknowledge the emotion that you're feeling. You can Google a, a thing called emotion wheel. For those of y'all that were emotionally clueless like I've been most of my life, use that emotion wheel to help you figure out how to what to acknowledge. Name it. If you can, if you can name it, you can tame it. If you can name it, you can tame it. So acknowledge P is permission 60 to 90 seconds. It takes the body to feel the fullness of an emotion. Set your clock, allow yourself to feel each emotion for 60 to 90 seconds of whatever each of those emotions are. Go through each one. It's like massaging emotional knots. If you don't massage that emotional knot, it'll become an emotional Charlie horse to get you locked up, emotionally triggered. Nobody, nothing positive happens when you're emotionally triggered, emotionally locked up. E is express. Write your thoughts down. There's a lot of catharsis and research behind the catharsis, the healing power of journaling, writing your stuff down, your, your emotions down, express. And then T, so A-P-E-D, D, discuss. Discuss your emotions with a safe, somebody that's safe. It could be a professional. It could be a friend, a homie, a family member. Discuss, share. There's a lot of catharsis in just discussing, talking about. So go aped, A-P-E-D, acknowledge, permission, express, and discuss. Uh, two more quotes. Number five, if you don't, if you don't deal with your emotional issues, your friends, family, and colleagues will be forced to. If you don't deal with your emotional issues, your friends, family, and colleagues will be forced to. How do I know that? Because ask for many years, all the friends in my life that I've hurt because of my emotional cluelessness. Last one, emotionally healthy people create emotionally healthy cultures and companies which create powerful results that's it love it awesome stuff so if we have some extra time so if anyone has any questions feel free to ask if you want to ask any of the panelists i mean we're, we're going to keep keep going around for one more round but uh, if anyone listening has questions put them in a the chat and um and Put who you want to answer it, and we will do that. All right. So to summarize, hold on, really quick, Rob. I'm so sorry. I have a question. Can I ask a question? Yeah. I need Noble to repeat what he just said. 
because like I I couldn't write right it down here. fast enough. It's right here. Emotionally healthy people create oh. what? Because oh, that create. sentence was fire. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, sure, for sure. Emotionally healthy people create emotionally healthy cultures and companies which create powerful results. I love that. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Uh, interrupting me like that. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. All right. So 2020, 2020 caught everybody off guard. One of the biggest things that I learned in 2020 was that people cannot talk about themselves. You know, hence why I created a program called Speak About Yourself Out Loud. But anyway, so as, as everything turned virtual, I'm sitting, sitting into these mastermind meetings and listening to people go around and introduce themselves. And really, so many people are bad at it. And what that stems from is people really don't know who they are. It's like they're trying to be someone that someone else wants them to be. Like when I first got into speaking, my speaker coach was like, no, you can't go around speaking in gym clothes. I was like, I, I, own, a, I own a gym. <laughs> I was like, and I'm an athlete. I was like, that's who I am. And like, well, if you want to be taken seriously, then, you know, you're going to have to dress more professionally. I said, well, I don't need you anymore <laughs> because I'm going to be who I am 100% of the time. And I've walked into networking events and you can cut the judgment with a knife when I walk in and I got my tank top and my sweatpants. But by the time I'm done speaking, everybody wants to connect. So when you show up and you show up authentically, the right people are going to gravitate to you. So a lot of what no one, what everyone else is saying, when you get stuck in these ruts is because the real you is trying to surface and someone or something is suppressing that person. And so the more authentic you can be, the more vulnerable you can be. Like a couple episodes ago, we were talking about going through through divorce and not too many people say, oh, yeah, my divorce is easy peasy, right? Like divorces are messy. Divorces are costly, especially when, when there's kids involved. But when you actually just put out there what you went through and then it, it, it allows you to heal yourself, but it also allows the other person to heal. You know, again, just like when Mike and I were talking, if we just went by the talking points he sent me, we would have never uncovered that we had that in common, you know? So be okay with putting your messes out there because somebody else has dealt with that and more. And I say on almost every show, there's someone on their deathbed right now that would kill for your bad day. So just remember that bad, like there's no, there's no bad days, there's bad moments, you know, so if you wake up at 7 a.m., you're like, oh, this day's going to hell already. It's like, no, no, just this moment is tough. Let's get through this tough moment and let's get back on track. Like wh whoever brought up the tire example earlier, you know, you know, everyone's heard the saying, if you got a flat tire, you don't slash the, the other three. You just address what needs to be addressed and then you move on with your day. And so when you show up authentically, that's when your true power shows. And so everything, every, everyone else, out, else said is totally on point, but you got to know what you want. That's the very first step. You can't do anything else until you know what you want. Like when I was having my panic attack and I was driving down to the restaurant and I really felt like I was going to die. My heart was racing. I started sweating. I couldn't breathe. I had to pull over on the side of the highway. And that's when it hit me. I can't do this anymore. 
This is not me. I'm not meant to be yelling at employees and shoveling food into people's mouths. Like that, that's not what I'm here for. You know, there are people that are born for that job, but that's not me. Like I'm a motivator. I'm an athlete. I need to get back to doing my sports. I need to get back to talking to people in a positive light instead of yelling at people for being late, yelling at people for not reading the schedule, yelling at the, the managers for not ordering enough food. Like that's not my environment. And like Dr. Dr. Lona said, I believe said, about do what makes you what what makes you shine, what makes you smile, do what makes you happy, and once you do that, everything in your world is going to change, and you're going to stress less because you're going to be surrounded by the things that you love to do. Okay, so with that, I want everyone to go through and just tell everyone what you're doing, how they can get in touch with you. All right, Portia, start it off. So what I'm currently doing is I host Grew with Portia, my show, which airs every Wednesday here locally in Cleveland, Ohio, on WOVU. So you can find it on WOVU.org if you want to stream it. Um, I also co-host a mental health podcast with NAMI Greater Cleveland. It's called Not Alone in the Land Podcast. So you can find it on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever your streaming preference is. I also currently am in the process of opening my own business. Um, So I am trying to open up a non-emergent medical transportation company. Um, it's in the works. I also do media coaching as well. So I'm a once former TV veteran as well. So if people want to get their podcast started, that whole thing, you can find me on either Facebook, Portia Booker, Instagram, Portia underscore hugs, because my hugs are the best. And you can ask any of my friends. I get the <laughs> best bear hugs there is because I'm a firm believer that when you hug somebody, you squeeze out that pain, that emotion that's blocking them. You ever notice when you give somebody a good hug, they feel better? See, Porsche hug. Everybody needs a Porsche hug. So yeah, you can find me on either Facebook or Instagram, Porsche Booker on Facebook, um, Porsche underscore hugs on Instagram. Awesome. All right, I'm going to have Noble go next because someone ha- has a question here. Okay, so... Wait, hold uh, on, hold on. Oh. Just a question first. <laughs> oh, yeah, no- oh, I see. Noble yeah, yeah, for the sure. name of the app he mentioned. Yeah, it's called, Brent, it's called Mood Meter. Mood Meter. It's a, it's a super easy app. It's very powerful great it's a great tool okay no go ahead just take just take your turn now oh okay got it so so Portia so it's so funny how God works right so I have a one of my podcast episodes is literally on on the story of hugs like I'm a I'm a gangster hugger y'all I'm like legit like I like I'm a second generation hugger. You have to listen to that podcast episode portion. <laughs> we got a hug, girl. We got we got a hug. That's so awesome. We okay. might have to compete. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. So so uh, uh, so love it, love it, man. I want to stay in touch with all y'all. To be honest with you. So um, for me, it's eqgangster.com. For those y'all that are watching, it's eqgangster.com is our is our website. Uh, it's our uh, my podcast YouTube channel, and we have a membership group called called EQ Mafia. And we just opened it up actually on Monday. It'll be open for probably another week or so. We'll, we'll open it periodically throughout the year. And it's a safe, supportive community of people that are wanting to start and grow or maybe continue their emotional fitness program. We've got tons of content, probably 100 to 200 hours of content already in the mafia. And also we go live, live group coaching twice a month in the mafia via zoom and with members in the mafia and we bring in out of uh, guest speakers 
into the mafia to share their best practices and tips and principles and stuff. So eqgangster.com and uh, the EQ Mafia. And then I also do corporate uh, coaching as well, uh, teaching emotional leadership, uh, emotionally intelligent leadership uh, as well in the corporate corporate space also. Awesome. Thank you, everybody. This has been amazing. Awesome. Thank you, man. Before Dr. Lona goes, Brett says he, he wants to hug all of us. This <laughs> has changed my perspective in the midst of preparing teaching students teaching for students on emotions this could not have been any better timing awesome glad you got a lot out of it all right dr lona ah this has been great thank you for having me on here um you can find me my name uh on social media lona cook and my website is just drlonacook.com this year i released a book that is called reclamation the evolution of a hot mess and it's Mm -hmm. like the story of me waking up to my own power and, and reframing my past in a way that has gotten me to this point. Um, so that's on Amazon and it hit number one in women's spirituality when it was released. So I was really excited about that. Um, yeah. And, um, I generally have done like masterminding and coaching with just chiropractors and holistic healers, but this year we are going to have some that's for anyone that wants to come. Um, so if you want to come to the Northwoods, check out my website. That will be on there as well. Awesome. Love it. And who is next now? Carlika. Look, Mike was like, no, she's out of turn. It was my turn. <laughs> Look, I saw you pushing <laughs> my button, Mike. Look, well, I no. everything. Look, I know everything. <laughs> no, it's because it's I let Noble skip ahead. <laughs> that was why. <laughs> So I am the number um, one black face of women of menopause. And so look, we look, I didn't have no hot flash because guess why y'all? Because the temperature down, I think 65 in the house and it's only like 65 outside too. So um, <laughs> nevertheless, nevertheless, that is we're bringing more awareness to such a taboo topic. And especially for women of color. Yes, all of us won't go through breast cancer. All of us won't be in a domestic violence situation, but all of us will eventually get to menopause. And so I was thrown in it at the age of 30 due to a full hysterectomy that probably could have been prevented, but we're not having the conversations except your girl. I'm having the conversation. Conversations. I won't shut up about menopause because it's not a disease. It is a transition. And so what am I doing? Planning Menocon for next year, 2022, September 16th and 17th. And so ladies get ready. It is going to be an amazing time. I'm talking about all the aspects of menopause from your low libido to your health, your nutrition, your mental. We're not just taking it from the symptoms of hot flashes and weight gain. We're taking all of it into place. How can you connect with me? Carlika Bass, Knight Menendez, across all social media platforms. Awesome. Yeah, you were right. I skipped Mike. Mike, you're up. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. I'm loving you calling me out on Carlika. You notice everything. Like you said, I love that. <laughs> um, but you can get contact with uh, breaking up. Mike Barker. Oh, can you hear me now? Is that better? Uh, take my... Is that better? Is that better? Yeah, go ahead. No, no. Okay, all right. Um, my Instagram, Mike Barker, ENT Guru. Mike Barker, ENT Guru. That's my Instagram. Um, I did release my book this past February, nice. Four Strategies to Personal Branding and Marketing Yourself, with number one on business, management, and science. So um, I will be releasing the second edition uh, this November. We're in the final editing stages. I had to stop 
everything because um, I just landed a new position with Sony Music Publishing as an assistant manager for Creative Sync. Yeah. So I left movie licensing and now I'm in music licensing and I had to just focus on that. Um, and so I'm very grateful for that. But um, again, second edition will be coming out for strategies to personal branding and marketing yourself. It will be a course guide at Long Beach State University classroom uh, class. So um, just keep it going, man. That's what we're doing. If you need a TV host, uh, let me know. Okay, I know a guy. <laughs> yes, I I need that for sure, and I need them. I need them tanks too, bro. You gotta send me some of them tanks. Okay? <laughs> Amber, um, I am working with um, corporate official or corporate executives, um, attorneys, doctors, highly educated individuals that thought grad school was going to provide them a life that it never actually delivered on and being able to step back from that. I remember when I graduated from law school and started dating because my relationship was unfortunately one of those relationships that falls victim to law school. Um, and someone asked me, what do you like to do with your spare time? I couldn't answer that question because I had no idea who I was. So I'm not telling somebody not to go into those fields. I'm not telling somebody not to dedicate your life to a particular purpose. I'm telling them to understand why you're doing it so that you can make sure that you get to build your practice and your business however you want that to be. So with my podcast, that's why it's called More Than Corporate, because I didn't know who I was outside of being an attorney. Without me, the attorney, um, I, I didn't have any value. I didn't have any love for myself outside of the legal world. So that's um, my main overreaching vision. Underneath that, we have the podcast, More Than Corporate. I won't ask anybody to try to spell my name, so you can get all my social media links at morethancorporate.com. And then I also just recently, about four months ago, launched a book club that's on its way, getting rolling. And what's really cool about that is not only do we pick books and read them in the personal development um, area, but I only bring books in where the author is willing to come in and talk. So if you want to meet the authors of the books that you are reading, and that's something that interests you, then you can also find that information. Um, you can reach out to me. We can talk about that some more. The reality is everything that I do is to help people change the way they talk to themselves so that they can change the way they show up to others so that they can change the lives of the people around them through the gifts that they have to share with the world. Awesome. You guys are all amazing. Like after after the first all-star panel, I was like, wow, it's like, it's going to be a tough one to live up to. And you guys more than lived up to it. So this was great. So I want to thank you all for taking the time to, to share with us. And really, I think we're going to have to get together again and do a paid one. <laughs> we, dropped, we dropped some serious knowledge in a short amount of time. And uh, like I said, yeah, we're definitely going to do this again. Sorry, I keep stopping because people are commenting. I don't want, I don't want to end if any questions pop up. Amber's an amazing mentor. There we go. All right. So, all right, we're going to end the live stream. If you guys can just hang on for, for a moment. And thank you for everyone who was listening. Like, the, the comments were blowing up the entire time. We appreciate that. And the replay will be here on Facebook. It'll be on YouTube. And it'll also be on my podcast site, shutupandgrind.me. So, everybody, have a great day. And we'll see you soon.